Ladies and gentlemen, this is FM 91. W-E-G-L, Auburn. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM, Auburn's premier home for student-run radio since 1971. Of course, I'm your host, Jack Hart, as always, joined by my color man, Davis Carroll, coming at you live on a Wednesday morning here, broadcasting live, as always, from the Bradley Basin Studios here in the Harold Melton Student Center on the campus of Auburn University, where currently it is 53 degrees and sunny outside on a fine Wednesday morning, welcoming you into the show. Davis, how are you feeling today? Feeling good. Only got one class and I got to write a paper. Other than that, going to be an easy day, I feel like, hopefully. That's good. That's good. Easy day. Let's hope. Go want to know. Want to know today with that paper. All right. At this, uh, would like to welcome in our viewers and listeners from across the Auburn Opelika Megaplex and around the world today, however you may be joining us, whether that be from your terrestrial radio antenna from WeagleFM.com or however other way you are joining us today, be that from uh, our YouTube live stream or from listening to our podcast or by checking out our entire RSS feed over on Transistor.fm. Thank you for doing so. Thank you for choosing to spend your Wednesday morning or whenever you are listening with the Compact Discourse crew. We've got some people coming to hang out with us later on in the show, including DJP. He will make an appearance later on in the show. Whether that's a good thing or not is up to you to decide. We've also got plenty of great Weagle shows coming up today, including uh, the awesome Weagle Wednesday evening block, which we will get into in just a little bit and ask JP what's coming up. We've also got DJP on the mic coming on right after this show for a few hours where you can request songs uh, from classic rock to beyond to modern day, and uh, JP will cue them up for you here on the Big 91 WEGL 91.1 FM. Now at this point, I would like to remind our audience that if at any point in the next two hours you feel so inclined to ask us a question, drop a hot take, or in the highly unlikely event that we get something wrong, if you need to correct us, you can do so by calling in at 334-844-9345. That number again is 334-844-9345. 334-844-WEGL on your touchtone keypad. And you can also send us a tweet at CDISCAU. That's at C-D-I-S-C-A-U. Profile picture is the same as the podcast logo, that orange and blue CD. Check it out. Plenty of good updates on the Twitter account, uh, including things we've talked about as well as what we're going to talk about. And you can always request something for us to talk about or give us feedback. So with that, I think if you went over to the Twitter, you would see a retweet from the main Weagle account from last night. 
Indeed, it was the Weagles, the intramural flag football team made up of Weagle DJs last night that was victorious in their matchup. Uh, so we're pretty excited about that. Team's buzzing after a big comeback win last night. Davis? Yeah, it was it was fun. Got to actually play a real game with eight people on the field. It was it was electric. Good comeback, but we were had to be down to come back. I wonder why we were down. We were down indeed. But you know what? We we, we got hey, over we it. We won. We got over it. So I'm trying to uh trying my best to find what the final score was. Uh I am Leagues is just a great website. I am Leagues is I know I I know you're kidding, by the way, but I just wanna say for the people at home that don't know, I am Leagues is one of the worst websites I've ever been on. And <laughs> it's uh, I I can't even explain how bad it is. Alright, hold on, I'm having to log in for a third time. That's I am Leagues. Okay. And you have to again to go to the other website, click on the logo there. Got it. There you go. Oh, just one more step. Great. You better hope the website's not jumping around on you. Okay. Here it is. The Weagles. That is our uh, that is our team, of course. Mm-hmm. The Weagle Weagles. Um, let's see. Is it updated yet? Who did we play? We played Sam's Club last yes. night. Yes. Am I not updated? Oh yes, we won thirty-seven to thirty go. against Sam's Club last night. Uh, so that was great. Yeah, got the dub. Um. Oh, they don't have the stats updated. Sadly, I don't think they will because there's nobody taking stats. <laughs> that is that is fair. So I, I did my best to take the stats. I know what I did, so that that's what's important to me. I also know what I did. If you'd like to know later. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was playing defense. I felt pretty good about things out there. I don't I don't think, I don't think any any points were put on the board as as a result of me. So, I think I think I did my job pretty effectively and. I really like the heart of our team to come back from a few scores down after halftime to uh, take care of business. And we got another game coming up on Thursday. So, you know, if you uh, want to come support the Weagles, field one, you, you know what to do. Boom. Come out there. Who are we playing? The uh, the, the Sacks offenders. Interesting. Who are 5-0. and oh. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Well, <laughs> I hope we can have enough. I hope we have four girls for that. I I believe we will. I think I think the heart's there now. Boom! They had so much fun; they can't miss it again. It was fun indeed. I feel like that's finally getting to play a four on four or an eight on eight, on eight game was uh, super fun. I wish we could do that more. All right, um, we'll jump on over to real sports for a minute as uh, the playoff rankings for the college football playoff came out last night. Um, pretty much chalk at the top of the poll, but taking a look at the bottom, there appears to be a bit of chaos. And we'll pull that up right now. We've got the top four remain pretty much unsurprising. We've got Georgia at one, Alabama at two, Oregon at three, Ohio State at four. So Georgia would play Ohio State, Alabama would play Oregon. But obviously that'll change considering Alabama will have to play Georgia in December, uh, most likely. Uh, moving on to number five, you still got Cincinnati sitting at number five, outside looking in, still disappointed with their ten and zero record not being good enough for the top four. Perplexingly, you have Michigan above Michigan State, despite both of them having a nine and one record and Michigan having a win over Michigan State, which I believe Alex was taking issue with yesterday. 
Um, that has not changed. At number nine, you have Oklahoma State with just one loss. They are looking to win a Big 12 championship with Bedlam coming up later on this month. Wake Forest is now at number 10. They are 9-1. and one. Baylor is 8-2 and two after that win over Oklahoma. Ole Miss, after defeating Texas A&M, is now 8-2, and two, and they are sitting at 12th. Oklahoma, after losing to Baylor, will now be at 9-1 and one and ranked number 13th next to BYU, who is 8-2. Moving into the seven-win teams, you have Texas A&M and Wisconsin, both sitting at seven and three. They are fifteen and sixteen. Iowa now eight and two is at seventeen. Pittsburgh, after that overtime win against North Carolina, is sitting at eighteen. San Diego State is your nineteenth team. Two seven and three teams, NC State and Arkansas, are number twenty and twenty-one respectively. UTSA still undefeated after surviving a scare against Southern Mississippi. They're sitting at number twenty-two. 7-3, Utah is looking to make a cha- uh, trip to the Pac-12 championship. They are ranked number 23. And Houston at 9-1 and one is ranked number 24 um, to round out the poll. And then you've also got Mississippi State joining the poll with the worst record in the top 25 at 6-4. and four. So that is uh, what's going on over in the college football playoff rankings. A little bit different than the AP poll. But the chaos continues as the, uh, the gang of 13 make their deliberations about who will be making a trip to the New Year's Sixes. Still no love for Cincinnati, sadly. Well, you know, I've kind of soured on Cincinnati recently. Oh? You know, I, I still like Cincinnati, the school, but, you know, I, I'm starting to stop believing in them recently. They've come down to the wire too close with too many teams. And I think if they went up against, like, Oklahoma or maybe Oklahoma, like Alabama, Michigan State, all them, I don't think they'd fare very well. But okay. I I would still root for them if it came to that. I think that's a fair assessment. Uh, looking over at Yahoo Sports bowl projections, uh, they currently have Georgia versus Alabama in the Orange Bowl with Ohio State versus Cincinnati in the Cotton Bowl. So they don't think... Oregon will be able to make it to the big dance. And then the, the rounding out the New Year's Six Bowls, you have Wake Forest versus Notre Dame in the Peach Bowl. You got Michigan versus Oregon in the Rose Bowl. You got Oklahoma versus Ole Miss in the Sugar Bowl. And then you got Oklahoma State versus BYU in the Fiesta Bowl. And I think that's pretty, I mean, that's a pretty clear top, uh, what is that, 10 teams? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, wait, it's 14 teams. So, uh, top 12. So, I think that's, I mean, but it's just about who gets the top four spots. That's going to be the real point of deliberation there. Which I think, I don't know, that's just one more reason the playoff needs to expand. Because it's easy to find the top 12 teams, but it's much harder to find the top four teams (coughs) when they don't play each other, you know? You okay with it? No. I'm very sick. Very sick. Very sick. Like, very sick or just sick? I'm very sick. Like, you couldn't get up this morning sick? Well, I'm here, aren't I? As in, I blew my nose and was physically repulsed by what came out. Oh. Oh. Goodness. Well, you know, I feel bad for you. You played through the pain. Get better. Yeah. Yeah, that's the idea. Drink oh. some drink some chamomile tea or something. Well, we, well, there will be plenty of fluids. I might I might sub out some tea for some coffee today. We mm-hmm. might just see. Well, that might just have to be the, the the solution. I can make some chicken and dumplings. Eat some chicken and dumplings. Some some chicken noodle soup. Clear out those sinuses. I might need to. I need the the the. I wish I could have a sprite so I could have the Nyquil and Sprite combination. Hey, 
I'm just saying, I'll make some mean chicken and dumplings if you're interested. That might have to be what, uh, what our, our project for the evening. Interesting. Oh, my goodness, that sounds amazing now. Now I want that. You psyched yourself into it. Oh, chicken and dumplings are my favorite food, I'd say. most Like, they're up there. I know you don't like superlatives, and I, I, I'm not going to ask you what your favorite food is. What's your top tier I, food? I enjoy chicken and dumplings. That's the answer I will give to that. You're not going to give me, like... I enjoy. Many, if I, I like your it. last meal, what what are you asking for? My last meal would probably be a be a, a Waffle House situation. Okay, get all nice all star. Yeah, get every. If it's your last meal, might as well get everything on the menu. Get every yeah every combination. I never tried. I never tried their burgers or anything like. I've never that. had their grits. What? I'm a hash browns guy. I've never. I've had their hash browns like one time. I love their grits. I'm a big grits guy. But I'm not a big oatmeal guy. Would you change what uh, last meal you got based on how you were being executed? I wasn't saying anything about execution, but yes, probably. Last meal? I just, I was just, I didn't want to get so morbid with it. Okay. But, okay, ask me your question again. Explain a little bit further. Does the method of execution affect what you would choose for your last meal? Uh, Would it affect me any, or is it just helping the people executing me? No, no, it's, this is all you. Like, if I get lethal injection? Yes, would that be a different last meal than if it was the chair? I don't think so. Okay. I mean, like, I'm I'm going down either way. Might as well enjoy myself. All right. Well, that's why I asked the questions. What about you? Um, I don't really have any strong feelings one way or the other. I feel like I think that's a healthy mentality to have. Yeah. Do, do, do what suits you. Let's just say we're innocent in this case. We're not going to prescribe any... <laughs> crimes to us for the reason why we're on death row all right but. in this hypothetical we are innocent <laughs> we, we, are, we are a product of the system we're a product of crooked lawyers <laughs> no benching the bar all right well the bowl projections are listed as a picture here so it's impossible for me to search so i think with that we're gonna head to a quick break as uh, i continue to fight with the yahoo sports website format when we get back we will continue our discussion here on Compact Discourse, anxiously awaiting the arrival of DJP later on in the show. So keep it right here on the Big 91. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you have to hit the road, be sure to come back tomorrow at 8 a.m. for some another episode of the show. But we'll be hanging out with you until 10 a.m. today. So keep that dial right here on 91.1 FM and WeGoFM.com. 91.1 WEGL-FM, Auburn University. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, as always, Jack Carr, joined alongside Davis Carroll, coming at you live on a Wednesday morning, welcoming you into the show for another exciting episode. Getting right back into things, we've got some NBA to talk about. It was an NBA Tuesday last night, uh, so there were only three games. Um, well, there will be some more tonight on an NBA Wednesday, but... Uh, jumping right into what occurred last night, the Warriors defeated the Nets 117-99 to in Brooklyn. So that was a big game, uh, two presumptive uh, finals contenders in, in that one. The Warriors improved to 12-2, the Nets fall to 10-5. and 
Steph Curry gets 37 points. James Harden gets 24. And also you had the Philadelphia 76ers getting routed by the Utah Jazz. Bogdanovich gets 27 points as the Jazz beats the 76ers 120-85. Then your last game of the night, Paul George gets 34 as his Clippers defeat the San Antonio Spurs by a final tally of 106-92. That's what happened in the NBA last night, but... I think the real story is uh, coming from ESPN, uh, from the NBA Insiders. The NBA panic meter, where five underperforming teams check in, including the defending champions, the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm -hmm. So the defending champion, Milwaukee Bucks, and the team they beat to reach the finals, the Atlanta Hawks, are both under 500 to start the season. Can the Bucks get a healthy and begin to climb towards the top of the Eastern Conference and the Hawks right the ship on defense in time for another magical run? Boston Celtics have also been one of the most unlucky teams in the league so far this season, dropping two double overtime games and on a a buzzer being three. The Portland Trailblazers, meanwhile, have been up and down as star guard Damian Lillard tries to break away from one of the worst shooting slumps of his career. And then lastly, there are the New Orleans Pelicans, mired in early season slide as the franchise waits on the season debut of star forward Zion Williamson while also dealing with a handful of other injuries to key players. There's plenty of season left to turn things around, which teams will and which teams will not. So the Atlanta Hawks sitting at 6-9. and nine. The panic meter for them is sitting at 3 out of 10. For the Celtics, they're sitting at 7-7. Seven seven. Their panic meter is sitting at 4 out of 10. The Bucks right there at 4 out of 10 as well. The Trailblazers, 5 out of 10 with their 7-8 and eight record. And the Pelicans, man. It's time for them to panic as they are sitting at a 9 out of 10 panic meter. A team that was built around Zion Williamson hasn't had Zion Williamson, and its record shows it. But even when the 21-year-old superstar two-win start shouldn't have been in the cards for the Pelicans, who are sitting at 2-13. and 13. Uh, at Media day, the Pelicans announced that Williamson suffered a right foot fracture in the offseason and wouldn't play in any preseason games. Pelicans executive vice president of operations David Griffin said the team was optimistic about Williamson's timeline and Williamson himself said he planned on getting back on the court for the start of the regular season. Unfortunately for New Orleans, that did not happen, and on Tuesday, Williamson was cleared to participate in contact drills. Um, So they're going to have to struggle with a lot of injuries. On top of Williamson, Brandon Ingram has missed seven games, Josh Hart has missed four games, and rookie Herb Jones out of Alabama has been out of the starting lineup, missing one game because of concussion and three more because of a sprained ankle. So uh, the Pelicans are going to have to fix their injury problems quick if they want to salvage this season. They're sitting at 2-13 and 13 right now, which is hard to come back from. But looking ahead to tonight, there will be more NBA excitement to get excited about. Of course, as the Wizards will be taking on the Hornets. Charlotte favored by 1.5 in that one. The Wizards are 10-3. and three. That's at 6 p.m. tonight. Uh, The Pacers will be traveling to Detroit to take on the Pistons. Celtics and the Hawks will be squaring off in State Farm Arena in Atlanta. The Cavaliers will be traveling to Brooklyn to take on the Nets. The Pelicans will be playing the Heat. The Magic and the Knicks will be playing. Knicks favored by 11 in that one. Knicks are 8-6. Magic's 3-11. Milwaukee is favored against the Los Angeles Angeles Lakers. They're 6-8. Favored by eight against the eight and seven Lakers in uh, in Milwaukee. 
You got the Kings traveling to Minnesota to take on the T Wolves. Minnesota's favorite in two, favored by two in that one. The Rockets and the Thunder will be playing in OKC. Mavericks versus Suns tonight. Suns ten and three, looking to get back to the Western Conference Finals. <coughs> and lastly, you have the Chicago Bulls, who are one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference, will be traveling out west to play the Portland Trail Blazers in the Moden Center. So that is uh, what's going down in the NBA tonight. If you would like to watch any of these games and watch any of these teams that are panicking, uh, try to try to write the ship. Pelicans have a tough game against the Heat. The Bucks have a tough game against the Lakers, and the Celtics and the Hawks will be playing each other, so it'll be interesting to see which one of these teams can right the ship first uh, moving on to the season. Yeah. <clears throat> I think, uh, talking about the panic meter, obviously, I think the Bucks, the 4 out of 10 rating is pretty good. I think, as a Bucks fan, it's just a lot of injuries that have really been hurting them. Brooke Lopez has only played one game so far with a mysterious back injury that Mike Budenholzer has not disclosed. Uh, Drew Holiday's missed quite a few games because he had a foot injury in the first game. Uh, Chris Middleton's been out with COVID for a while now. I'm not sure if he actually, like, how he's doing with it. But Protocol had it where he missed, like, 14 days, I think. And it's probably coming down that he probably still has it, just waiting to get over it. I think the Bucks they just really, they've been really playing with their backup, their bench players in the starting lineup, which... Uh, I mean, it's early season, so I'm not really minding it. I think they'll turn it around about middle of the season when everybody's back, and they'll get back to their old ways. I'm not saying they're going to repeat. I would love for them to, but there's some good teams this year, good-looking teams this year. I think I don't think the Warriors are going to win all, but Steph Curry is looking like the early season MVP right now. He's looking like vintage Steph. Yeah, if you end of the season right now give MVP, it has to go to Steph. Nobody else can do it. Uh, the Lakers, obviously, they're always kind of your favorite, but uh, I kind of like the um, the Suns a lot. I think I liked the Suns last year, even though the Bucks were playing them. I thought that if they won, I wouldn't be too mad about it because I do like the Suns. I like Devin Booker. I like Chris Paul. Uh, the Nuggets, the Jazz are also in there as well. The Nets is a maybe if they can get Kyrie back. I'd probably bump them up even higher on, like, the – favor to win hierarchy mm-hmm. uh but kevin durant still playing like great kevin durant vintage Kev- kevin durant even though he tore his achilles two years ago james harden is still playing decently well but he's kind of struggling with the new rules he can't really hook people and get the calls he wants i think if they have Kyrie irving they're they're a whole nother team really but yeah that's kind of the favors favors i got even on just named like seven i think this is going to be a good year for basketball good year for the nba it's going to be a good playoffs. A lot of good parity. Yes. The Lakers aren't as good as everybody thought they were going to be. They, they're struggling a little bit. Nobody thought, everybody thought they were going to be the unstoppable team. I think the Clippers, uh, also, in, also in the new Crypto.com arena, be re- being renamed that today, can keep up with them. Yeah. Pretty exciting stuff. Taking a look at the standings in the NBA, on top of the West is the Washington Wizards. Three ten win three ten win teams in the West on top. The Wizards, Bulls, and Nets are all ten three, ten and four, ten and five respectively. The Heat, Cavs, and Knicks round out your top six. Uh, and then over in the West, the Warriors have the best record in the NBA right now. They've only lost two games, sitting at twelve and two. Phoenix Suns hot on their heels, ten and three. Rounding out the top six, you have the Mavs, the Jazz, the Clippers, and the Nuggets. If the season were to end today, the Los Angeles Lakers would be 
stuck in the play-in tournament with the Grizzlies, Trailblazers, and Kings. Over in the Eastern Conference, the Hornets, 76ers, Celtics, and Raptors are that 7 through 10 block. So, like you said, plenty of good parity and uh, some un- un- some surprising faces in the top six in the league with the Wizards and the Dallas Mavericks, you know, and the, and the Bulls especially. Uh, I'm really happy about the Bulls. I think they're really turning around. I'm not saying I don't think they're going to win it all this season. If that's what the if that's what your main goal is, but I think they're on the up and up. Demar Derozan's playing out of his mind. Alex Caruso, also playing really good off the bench. I think he got his first start earlier this week. Zach Levine's also playing really good. I really like that team. Their defense isn't super stellar because those three players I named aren't the best on defense. They also have Nikola Vucevic. Uh, <clears throat> Alex Caruso's been playing awesome. I think the Lakers really made a mistake letting him go. But the big, the big, uh, one, the big surprise is the Wizards, like you said, which nobody really expected them to be this good. They have Bradley Beal, they got Kyle Kuzma, Kentavious Caldwell Pope, Montrez Harrell. Also, they got, I think they have a Holiday brother, if I'm not mistaken. They got him from the Pacers over the off season. But they got, they traded uh, Russell Westbrook to the Lakers. Got those three players I knew first. Yeah, they're looking good. I like that team. I'm not positive they're going to be able to hold that momentum through the whole season. I also have Spencer Dinwiddie they signed this year, this offseason. Uh, but, yeah, I think this team is on the up and up. They still have Rui Hachimura, who's still developing. Not as good as I'd like him to be at this stage in his career, but I think with the good team around him not wallowing in uh, – I uh, can't even think of the word. But just not being bad, I guess what I was trying to say. Yeah. He might have more opportunity to really show what he can do. I think he's going to be a good player, and I think they'll probably finish fifth is my guess, is my prediction. Maybe fifth to seventh is my area. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's difficult to do what they're doing in, in today's NBA without the, the superstar, you know? Mm-hmm. So they're, they're doing the best with what they can. They remind me a lot of the the uh, the Nuggets teams from the previous years, mm-hmm. you know, try, trying to cobble it together as, as a team effort. All right, well, there's only one NBA player in history with 10-plus games of nine or more three-pointers, and it is Steph Curry with 37 of said games. And no other player has more than nine. Yeah, Chart Party had a really good, like, mini-chart about that, John Boyce being Chart Party head, I guess you could say. But, yeah, like, showed it showed their thing where they show all the, like, the ones, and then it shows, and they just follow all the way down Steph's and has 37 which is unreal. Steph Curry is undoubtedly the best three-point shooter in NBA history. I don't think you can really argue that anymore. He's already passed Ray Allen for most three-pointers made, if you count. If you care about the number of stats, but I don't because Jason Terry is also high up there. Jason Terry is not one of the best three-point shooters ever. But Steph Curry, you could say the case for Klay Thompson if you want, but I think Steph Curry is undoubtedly the best. Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. And just touching on one piece of news you mentioned Coming courtesy of a Shams bomb on yesterday, the Staples Center, the iconic home of the Los Angeles Lakers and Clippers, among others since 1999, will have a new name beginning December 25th, the Crypto.com Arena. It is believed to be the largest U.S. venue naming rights deal to date. I'm not... I'm not a fan. Is that Matt Damon? Yeah, that's the commercial. You remember the commercial last night with Matt Damon walking? That's Crypto.com. And then it shows, like, all the things... Bring back Matt Damon. Where was he? Look up the crypto.com. There he is. Yeah, that's the commercial that came on last night. Okay. And I was like, there's Matt Damon. And you're like, Leonardo DiCaprio? 
Probably. I don't know. I don't remember what she said exactly, but I wouldn't I don't be think that was last night. That commercial did come on last night. We though. weren't even watching TV. Okay, maybe it came on. It was on Hulu. Like, we were watching Hulu. It like an interstellar bit. It came on Hulu. Huh? Is it supposed to be like Interstellar? Why were there astronauts? It's probably just saying what crypto can do. I don't oh, yeah. Know. It can help the Wright brothers. I don't know. Man. Fortune favors the brave. I I think it's a little dramatic for a crypto website, <laughs> yeah. but whatever. Get your Dogecoin. I think crypto.com arena sounds terrible, personally. I do. It's like pets.com arena. Ugh. Surely this Petco, won't... Petco Park. Surely this won't go wrong. I like Petco Park, actually. Teachers Insurance Association of America field. Ugh. I support that, but goodness, what a mouthful. FedEx Field. FedEx Forum's cool. Pfizer Forum. Bucks Arena. But that's like, that's not the drug company. That's like Pfizer, right, with an F? F-I-S-E-R-V. I think it's like a real estate company or something. Okay. In Milwaukee. Fair enough. Cream City. Staples Center sounds better. It's I like iconic. Staples Center. Although you don't hear much about Staples anymore these days. Would you, would you have called Office Depot Center? I mean, I think mean, Staples even really around. I mean, yeah. you remember? Yeah, they 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 redid their logo. Remember the age? I do remember that. They changed it into an L, or they they just they unbent the the staple, and then everybody freaked out at the press conference. Revolutionary, yeah. Is their yeah. main logo now the new? What the world? That's an old staple. Yeah, that's the iconic staple. Those are real staples. Yeah, and that's. Yeah, that's the thing. Oh, they unbent the staple. It looks so bad. It looks so cool when the sta- when the bent staple was the L. I don't think know the last time I saw staples. Maybe it's a West Coast thing. We should have staples around here. That is. I not, feel like we have more Office Depot. That's Staples Canada. Hmm. Uh yeah, we, we must have Office Depots here because we have Office Depot. I'm looking into. I don't it know yet. While see, we go to see commercial. If staples. Why do they choose red? There's no blue office supply stores. Think about that. Is Office Depot red too? They're all red. We'll be right back in a few minutes with some more chat. Um, JP's coming in later. He's got a lot he wants to talk about, so just brace yourself for that, folks. we got weather coming up on the other side of a break and a lot more, so keep that dial right here on 91.1 FM. That's the one you want to stay on at WiggleFM.com. Um, we got great shows coming on later today on Wiggle. We'll tell you about them and more on the other side of a break, so don't go anywhere. And gentlemen, this is FM 91. W-E-G-L, Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I am your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Davis Carroll. TJP will be joining us later on in the show, so get excited for that. Got plenty of great stuff coming up on Weagle today. After Compact Discourse, DJP on the mic for two hours, uh, DJ in our rock block. He'll be queuing up some stuff he wants to hear and uh, some stuff you want to hear as well, so you can call in at 334-844-9345, or if you have another way of getting in touch with JP that I don't know about. Feel free to take those channels as well. I think he has an Instagram account or maybe three. Um, just yeah, just get in touch with the with the guy and he'll uh, he'll he'll take care of you. So that's coming on for two hours after the show today. 
And then starting at 5 p.m., we've got our Weagle Wednesday lineup of shows. we got one more hour with Erin. One more hour of her favorite songs, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. After that, you got Happy Days with Jay. Jay one uh, bringing you a bunch of happy songs for an hour. A great show if you have not listened to that one. Then you got Woodstock Hour, turning back the clock with some real deal classic rock with DJP. That comes on at 7 p.m. for 7 to 8 on Wednesdays. Don't know what the theme is this week, but I'm sure JP will tell us all about it. And then from 8 to 9 p.m., we've got the funkiest show on Weagle. That's Cheetah Print that comes on from 8 to 9 p.m. Check that one out if you haven't already. Got plenty of surprises planned for that one tonight. You might just learn something as well. And, uh, yeah, some of the best music on the planet will be played on Weagle from 5 to 9 p.m. tonight. If you'd like to hear a song as well, this morning we always have the secret 9 a.m. song that is um, hotly contested between a couple of them right now. So if you've got a request, a song you'd like to hear, if you're listening to us on your terrestrial or car radio, or if you are uh, listening on WeagleFM.com with the Listen Live tab or Boombox button, you can always send us a tweet or call in and request a song. We'd love to play it as part of the secret 9 a.m. song. And with that, we will jump right back into the show. Um, so we were before the break, we were talking about the absolute silliness of this Staples Center renaming to Crypto.com Center mm-hmm. Dome. Yes, and I do have the numbers for Staples in Alabama, if you'd like to know. Oh, good. Do tell. So there's 23 office depots in Alabama, if you're curious about that. I was. And there's only 10 Staples in Alabama. Is it, what, what's the, the recency of those numbers? Were you uh, that they out? are both from Staples and Office Depot's website, so okay. I'm pretty sure they're pretty All up right, to date. that's fair. There are actually two in Birmingham, two staples in Birmingham. If you'd if you had seen them, there's also I'm, one in Pelham, but it says parentheses Birmingham. Um, I know of one in Birmingham. I don't know if it's still open. The other ones there's one in Athens, one in Daphne. I'm not sure where in Daphne. That's the thing. They say these exist, but I don't know where they are. One eight Highway ninety eight. What? Look. I can Uber to it right now. There's an option on the Staples website. Interesting. I'm not sure where this is. JP might know. He lives in the Daphne area. He lives more Fairhope, but I'm sure he passes through Daphne. It says it's right here by... It's in the... Okay. Thank you, JP. JP's listening right now. He's just giving me... It's in the Eastern Shore Center, so I do know where that is, actually. There's also another one by Chick-fil-A. Oh, it's by Nordstrom. Okay, so I'm not sure if these I'm not sure if these numbers are accurate because JP says there's two in Daphne, but it's only listed as one. Man, it's a good information's hard to come by these days. But I will say I have seen I can name more Office Depots off the top of my head. Yeah, their well, locations. We got, we got one here in Tiger Town. There's there's one in Mobile that's decent right beside another. What's the what's what's another Office Supply store? There's Office Max, but I think that merged with Office Depot. Oh. Wait, JP said, oh, okay, JP's confusing me. There's a Staples by the Chick-fil-A and an Office Depot next to the Fresh Market in Daphne. Thank you, JP. We'll, we'll see you here in a little bit. Come on in. So Office Depot with a space, Office Max with no space, have merged into Office Depot. Interesting. Hmm. Also, uh, <laughs> my, JP said he hates Office Max. But California has 143 Staples locations. Okay. 
That's the most. Second being New York with 92 and Pennsylvania with 74 being third. There are 11 U.S. states and territories without any Staples locations. What a sad place to be. <laughs> Top 10 cities with most number of Staples locations in the U.S. Is this on the Staples website? Yes. Oh no, this is, on, this is on a different website, okay. actually. New York, Los Angeles, Brooklyn, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Philly, San Diego, Columbus, Ohio, Indianapolis, and Phoenix are the top ten. Boom. I mean, that that tracks. Yeah. So. It is. It seems more like more of a West Coast thing. Los Angeles. No, actually, it's probably more of an East Coast thing. It's re- they're really bundled up in the top in the in the Northeast. Los Angeles does not seem to be hurting for staples. Northern Alabama. There's the. One in Mobile, one in Daphne, and then it's pretty spread out. Interesting. I still think their old logo was better. All right. Well, a roundabout way of getting to sports arenas' names and when they are bad and when they are good. Um, we'll talk about some bad ones. Uh, I think so. I got a list here from Bleacher Report. Guaranteed rate field in Chicago. I think that, is that one. The Cubs or is it the White Sox? That's the White Sox. They used to be in Comiskey Park, which is pretty iconic. Which I think well, Cubs are Wig- Wrigley. I don't even know why I asked that. Because I, I think a lot of people are just sour of it. It's, it can't be Comiskey Park anymore, mm-hmm. and it's also guaranteed rate field. So I it's, don't know. It's kind of lame. Pretty lame. Uh, you got the Smoothie King Center in New Orleans. Of I've course. been to the Smoothie. Home, that, the Smoothie King Center is kind of nice. Home of the Pelicans, but like the name. Yeah, but I was just yeah. It's okay, I guess. I like the Smoothie King logo. I would, yeah. Believe it or not. You've also got uh, Little Caesars Arena in Detroit. Thoughts on that? I'm a big Little Caesars fan, so I have no issue with that. Okay, I think you're you're casting dispersions here. You want to go based off how cool the name is? Yeah, how, yeah. I mean, the Little Caesars Arena's, I mean, I, I mean, I know they're all based, like, named after places, but, like, TD Garden sounds awesome. Yeah. Madison Little, Square Garden. Little Caesars Arena does not sound cool. Yeah. Especially it was, as it was replacing the Joe Louis Arena. Target Arena. You got the Save on Foods Memorial Center. <laughs> what? The Save on Foods. Oh, all, I all thought you were saying the name. Save on. Wait, Save who's... on Foods Memorial Center in British Columbia. Yeah. Interesting. The KFC Yum Center in Louisville. Terrible. Who plays there? Uh... There's been some NCAA tournament games there. Terrible. KFC Yum Center. <laughs> uh, Houston Astros minor league affiliate plays at Whataburger Field. I approve of that. Yeah, that's, that's cool. That's cute. Boise State basketball plays at Taco Bell Arena. Mm. I don't know why. I don't really like all these really noticeable name brand ones. The Talking Stick Resort Arena in Phoenix. I like. I kind of like that. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I mean, it's iconic. You got, or It's fitting to the city it's in. Yeah. You wouldn't have the Talking Stick Resort in anywhere but Phoenix. Yeah. You got the Scotiabank Saddle Dome in Canada. I kind of like, uh, I don't hate it. I mean, the Saddle Dome is it pretty It looks like cool. a saddle. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's iconic. You've got the, uh, oh my goodness, what? University of Phoenix Stadium. I don't know if I like that one. Only because, well, it is in Phoenix, so it avoids confusion. Arizona? Yeah, it's called State Farm Arena now. Or State Farm Field? State Farm Arena's in Atlanta. Yeah. But. I gotta sneeze. University of Phoenix. It's a bit confusing when you have other colleges playing there <laughs> and it's named after a college. Yeah, I get you. Fair? Yes, that's fair. 
Any other good ones? Um, these are all like silly ones from the UK, but I don't want to talk about the but London silly nannies. The dripping pan. Eh. Yeah. Lame. That's supposed to be silly. All right. Um, some other ones we got the cheaper insurance direct stadium. That's a mouthful. Yeah. I feel like you got a Minute Maid Park's good. Yeah. There's the Save on Food Memorial Center again. I feel like you, Tony Macaroni. The Tony Macaroni Arena in in Livingston, Scotland. Oh, that's up there. Interesting. The Sleep Train Arena in Sacramento, California. Is that where the Kings play? I don't think so. That doesn't look like a very appetizing venue. What is Sleep Train? That's what I'm looking up. Sleep Train. Maybe it's. It is a bed. It's a. I think it's a like a brand of beds, maybe because it came up with a mattress firm in Opelika when I looked it up. Interesting. Sleep Train Arena. Who plays there? I have no clue. Yeah, it's a mattress firm. I kind of like that. That's a cool logo, but it's a terrible name. As opposed to a mattress soft. The Kings played there until 2016. Interesting. Yeah, I can't remember what they play in now. Well, the home of the New Hampshire Fisher Cats is the Northeast Delta Dental Stadium. Ugh. Don't know if I like that one. That might be the worst one, I think. Out out of all the ones I've had to that what one was it the Northeast Delta Dental Stadium. Who plays there? The New Hampshire Fisher Cats. It's baseball. Weird. Yeah, yep. Uh, I don't know. It's between that one and Save on Food Memorial Center. When's Weagle gonna get a center? An the, arena. The Weagle Center of a Jared Dillard Memorial Coliseum. That's a mouthful, but you know it could be like a colon and then Jared Dillard Memorial Arena is under that. Okay. I think, I think so you can call it the Weagle Center, but then the full name, yeah. Yeah, where every game lives. Yeah, there think you go. about it. All right, with that, we're going to head to a quick break. When we return, the uh, anxiously awaited arrival of DJP, ever, ever, ever encroaching, will be here very soon. So get excited for that. I've also got the secret 9 a.m. song coming up at 9 a.m., of course. So if you'd like to request that, you know how to do that. We'll be back with some more of the show in a few minutes. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. Let's do the weather. We got 52 degrees and sunny. Here in Auburn, Alabama, we are under a dense fog advisory. There's been a lot of talk about this dense fog, but I have not seen any this morning. There was some fog last night at the intramural fields, but that I was mean, like the nightly, the nightly cold grass fog. Cold grass, hot light situation. I don't know about this dense fog uh, weather, weather people. I haven't seen any yet. I believe when I see it. But we've got the afternoon temperature of 70 degrees. It's going to get pretty warm today. Nice and clear skies. Not a cloud in the sky to get in the way of your afternoon fun. Then this evening, it will cool off to 56 degrees. Overnight tip of 51. 8% chance of rain tonight. The rain in the country seems to be mostly concentrated in the Midwest. uh, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, Missouri area, so we shouldn't have to worry about any rain. The sunset continues to get earlier, and I'll be 44, 39 p.m. tonight. Winds light and variable. Visibility's down from yesterday. It's six miles today, so 
keep that in mind as you uh, take a look around things. Uh, 90, 97% humidity, so if you leave anything metal outside, it will get wet. As a bike owner, I can sympathize with people for that. And then uh, lastly, the UV index is 1 out of 10, so not a great day to go tanning. Uh, looking ahead at your 10-day forecast. Tonight, the low will be 49. Uh, tomorrow, the high is 75, lows of 39. And then over the weekend, your highs are of 64, 63, and 68, respectively. So it will be uh, a nice and cool weekend if you are staying here on the plains rather than traveling to Columbia to watch the Auburn Tigers take on the Gamecocks of South Carolina, whether that be in football or hockey, as uh, both, both of those contests are transpiring this weekend. Now, expect rain on Monday here in Auburn, but other than that, we are looking at a very mild and cool uh, week ahead, all the way up to Thanksgiving. So, boom. Look, boom. Forward, look forward to that. That's your weather, folks, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's jump right back into things. Uh, I know that, uh, something happened last night that you were very excited about, Davis. Um Maybe that uh, <laughs> I heard Spider Man was there. Yeah, um, I think JP will want to talk about this too. So maybe if uh, you could initially react to this new. I mean, I feel like we talk about Spider Man every day here Good. on the discourse, but it's an exciting time to talk about Spider Man. Um, so there's a trailer for the new Spider Man film coming out in December. It came out last night. I know you were very excited about it. You and Chris were just about coming out of your you're like seats. A, like children. You were like, we watched it like seven times. I'm really sure you were did. ecstatic about that. I, I, I did my best not to watch it. Um, <laughs> I don't really like watching trailers. We were breaking it down. We were pausing it. We were like, oh, look at this. Look at this. Look at their costumes. And Jack was over there like, oh. Do you think he's still wearing shoes? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, look, yeah, maybe maybe over the 9, 9 uh, a.m. break, you can watch the trailer if you haven't seen it already, but but what 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 does this what does this mean for for Spider Man? So it basically this trailer should I like kind of give like broad thoughts and talk more yeah, about I, it with I know, JP? I know the Marvel I know the Marvel machine is a very complicated beast, and I just want people to understand what they're getting themselves into. So this the trailer that came out yesterday basically confirmed the villains that have people been rumoring or kind of speculating to be in it for a while. We already knew Doctor Ock was in it. Dr. Octopus, uh, you already knew that Green Goblin was in it from the first trailer. And then some of the posters started to show, like, sand, electricity. You kind of saw electricity in the first trailer, too. So people were speculating as Electro, even though you already kind of knew. So, but, yeah, so you get to see Electro in his new costume, played by Jamie Foxx, which looked amazing. You got to see Sandman, the Lizard, and, yeah, you get... So that's, that's the villains of the movie. And uh, it... Kind of, kind of laid out more of the plot. You got to see them talking with Doctor Octopus. They made a few jokes in the trailer, which I wasn't too happy. I'm not going to say too happy about that. I was kind of mixed on. I'm not sure how I feel about it. <clears throat> but you know, I don't want to give too much away. I want to share some for JP. What do you think, as an outside Spider-Man fan? You've seen the original Spider-Man movies, those yes. being the Tobey Maguire ones, it seems who is rumored to be in it, and it's all but confirmed at this point because of leaks. The leaks that have come out match up with scenes that you saw in the movie today, or trailer yesterday. Yeah, so I've seen the original three, the mm-hmm. old three, and I have not seen the, the two that came out more recently, the Amazing Spider-Men. Men? The Amazing Spider-Men? Uh, Amazing yeah, Spider-Man 1 and 2? Yes. 
So I've not seen those. I'm not sure if you'd like those as much. I I took it. I took. But, I understood that you liked the first three decently I, well. And I don't know the whole Doctor Strange situation, uh, what he has to do with anything. But it seems that this film will be a synthesis of all three uh, eras of Spider-Man in the 21st century. Yes. To kind of, uh, I don't know. It, it seems like it, it could be great because a crossover is always fun. But it could also be a, a, a uh, try to please everybody and please no one in the process. I'm kind of I am worried about that, but I think that Kevin Feige, uh, as much as I have issue with the Marvel machine, as you called it, how Marvel does their movies, uh, I think that he really does care about this happening. I think Sony, with their say in it, will definitely make it them do it correctly. And I could even see with Andrew Garfield and Tom McGuire all but confirmed being in it. I'm glad they haven't actually shown them yet. I think they're going to save it for the movie, which I will be very happy about. Um, I think Sony could look into like rebooting one of those, or maybe even both of them somehow in some way, which I'd be very interested in seeing, because you know Sony loves to get cash grabs with their Marvel comic uh, licenses they have. Isn't Toby too old to be Spider-Man now? Uh, I mean, I guess you could say he is, but uh, you just de-age him, really. Uh, get a stun double for him. I. They could have like a, an old Spider-Man. I, I think he might. He might not want to. But if he wants work, which he has not been getting a lot of recently, I doubt he'd turn down a Spider-Man show. Maybe like a Spider-Man movie where he's old. He has to teach Miles Morales something. I'm not gonna say that they are gonna do it. There's been rumblings that they are. If this movie does well, I'm not convinced on that. But I think it'd be interesting to think about. I think Sony would definitely consider it because they have considered very crazy things when it comes to Spider-Man spinoffs. Hmm. Back during Amazing Spider-Man, there's like a so- the Sony hack, if you remember that. Back in the day, they got hacked and they yes. released a ton of their stuff. Yes, yes. They were planning on having like a spinoff where Aunt May was a spy. They were going to have a Black a Black Cat spinoff. Now that you know who Black Cat is, I know that you're not well-versed in Spider-Man. They're going to have a Sinister Six spinoff, which they set up. Uh, it, they have so many different spin-off ideas, some of them more crazy than the others, and they're still going through with some of them. The Morbius movie's coming out later this year, which I'm not excited for. It doesn't look very good. But, uh, yeah, besides that, I think Sony would consider it at the very least. They probably already are. Very interesting. Well, I think Spider-Man chat will have to continue on the other side of a break. I hope JP will be joining us on the other side of a 9 a.m. break. When we return... The show will continue until 10 a.m. If you have to hit the road, thank you for joining us, spending your Wednesday with us. we got great shows coming up this afternoon, so keep the dial right here on 91.1. And we are, of course, hanging out with you until 10 a.m. Secret 9 a.m. song is coming up, so you aren't going to want to miss that if you are listening on the Wiggle FM or the radio streams. So keep it right here on 91.1. We'll be back in a few minutes with the remainder of the show. Don't go anywhere. Okay, it's that time again. Keep your voices down because it is once again the secret 9 a.m. song. Davis, what do we have coming up? We're going to have International Players Anthem by UGK, the Underground Kings, featuring Outkast. The one and only Outkast, the AT Aliens, uh, celebrating 25 years of AT Aliens, actually. So check that out if you haven't already. Uh, you got anything to say about this one, Davis? Uh, this is my top five favorite rap song of all time. I think it's also not only favorite, best, even though you're not a big Superlivus fan. There you go. 
one from me. Very good. Well, I mean, to each their own. With that, uh, please enjoy International Players Anthem, I Choose You, Radio Edit by the UGK featuring Outcast as your secret 9 a.m. song for today. So, I t- Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. As always, I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Davis Carroll, welcoming in DJP, that's JP Williams, to this show. Howdy, senor. What's up? Como esta? Muy bien, y tú? Ooh, he's got it. Oh, yeah. He's I was working it. on Spanish till like 11 o'clock last night. Yeah. Spanish. I'm trying to stay ahead. Abiento. All right, uh, JP, how are you feeling this morning? I'm honestly feeling pretty great. How was, woke your, up. how was your commute? It took me a while. Like, you know how I am every Wednesday morning. I go by Chick-fil-A, and, you know, drive through took a little while. But I'm here now. I'm in it right around 9 a.m. It's, it's like, impossible for me to get here right at 9. I've done it maybe one time. But, like, I leave earlier each time. But the odds are always against me. It's chaos theory. It's mm-hmm. entropy. Everything trends away. Everything's working against you. Ohm's law. The devil trying not, to get, not trying quite. to trying to bring me down. Now. Not quite, Davis. <laughs> uh, but at least you had some good entertainment to listen to on your commute. Oh yeah, y'all were killing it this morning. I'm not gonna lie. I really enjoyed the chat about uh, the bad arena names. Oh yeah. I I think one of my favorite ones. I mean, Madison Square Garden's always gonna be probably the coolest one. Staples Center was cool, and then Matt Damon decided to walk down a hallway and change Crypto. the name. Crypto.com. What, what does he say? The the curious... Oh, what was I forget what the it's quote like, is. For, fortune favors the bold. Yeah, yes. that's what it is. That kind of sounds cool, but I remember that commercial. It's a crypto website. Fortune favors the brave. I think they aired that commercial for the first time during like NBA opening night, and I saw I was like, this is either going to just blow up or it's going to just absolutely just flop. And, you know, if they're naming an arena after it, there's a good chance it's going to keep blowing up. You think? Do you think Matt Damon uses crypto? Definitely. Well, I mean, I, let, I'm not sure about definitely. Lest we forget the original name of Minute Maid Park, Enron Field. Oh, goodness. So, just because they get a naming deal doesn't mean they're That's destined true. for greatness. Wait, Enron? Enron's the biggest collapse in, like, Amer- an American company history or something like that. Jack, Maybe. would you would you care to elaborate for? Uh, basically, JP. yeah, they were, they were an energy company that cooked a bunch of their books to make it look like they were doing well when in fact they were not. Uh, so, there you go. Ted biggest failure of a company in American history. Seriously, I mean, like that's that's like the consensus for a lot of people. Mm. Take a business class; they might tell you that. Go to a business teacher, ask like, "What's the what's the worst company?" They're probably like Enron. I don't. I don't feel. If you like Google it. Enron, either. <laughs> if you Google Enron, the first thing that comes up is Enron scandal, the fall of a Wall Street darling, Investopedia. Before yeah. the even the information about the company even comes up. What are you gonna do? I mean, we're gonna move forward, and we're gonna talk about Spider Man. Spider Man, indeed. Spider-Man. Hope you're ready for some Spider Man talk. I heard Spider Man was there. I heard he was there, but I wonder I if, the I wonder if Spider Man was there. I have to find out. Need the Maui gyms. So did you watch the trailer, JP? Yeah, I only watched it one time on, like, Davis and Chris. I, I texted Davis saying they were doing the soy jack thing, the, you know. And I I enjoyed it. 
I think they're revealing a lot. I think the Batman trailer was a little bit better, but even mm-hmm. like these are two different universes. That's kind of like a uh, apples to oranges thing right there. But I'm really looking forward to this movie because I loved Far From Home. I think the CGI in that movie and the new uh, Shang-Chi movie really says a lot about what Marvel's been putting their money into. So I think they're going to do a great job. Like when they were showing the scene, what are they on? Like the uh, Statue of Liberty with all the mm-hmm. purple stuff in the background. Yeah. That and after watching Loki. It looked like Fortnite when the rift was in the sky. Yeah. I didn't think about it at the time, but I, that's a good take. So I think it's going to be awesome. I know that Toby and Andrew are supposed to be in it. Um, I don't really know what is going to happen, but I'm I'm here for it. I'm Chris here and for I anything. have some theories about the plot, as we are wont to do when we watch things. I think it's Jack always Jack always jokes about Chris and I guessing the plot more Chris so than I, but I'll do it sometimes as well. But I think uh, for a trailer, you're allowed to do that guess the plot because you're not actually watching the movie i think that's fair but I, we have a theory i'll allow you some speculation we have, we have a theory that octavius is going to be good like he comes back and then he realizes it's not the peter he knows so he kind of helps him because spider-man doesn't want to kill him remember remember mm-hmm. and then you see you see him just like yucking it up with peter in them remember he's like oh what's your name mm-hmm. so i but that's one reason why i think he's not bad because he's not attacking him there not yet. He starts talking to him. Like they were just and then Electro is fighting Dr. Ock and you never see Dr. Octopus fighting Spider Man except in that beginning scene, which I can kind of piece it together based on what we had. He fights him because he thinks it's Toby and then he, like Peter takes the mask off, Tom Holland does, and he goes, Oh, you're not Peter. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I guess it'd be like, Uh, we're in a different universe and then and then Doctor Strange's like, You gotta kill them all, bro and he's like, I don't want to. Doctor Strange, I think, is going to be awesome. Seeing him as kind of like a, what would you even call that anti-hero? No, or? he's a hero. Okay. I mean, he he's a flawed hero, I guess you could say. But even then, I don't think really Marvel delves into the re- the realm of flawed heroes because they're all they all have to be perfect for the Disney machine. I don't know how I feel about Spider Man having the Doctor Strange powers though, because I, I bet he won't keep them because that. They've already given him the Iron Man overpowered suit, so I doubt they'll soup him up with some Doctor Strange powers for the rest of his tenure. But, Jack, you were curious, Eric. Doctor Strange is in this because at the beginning of the first trailer, have you seen it? The trailer? The first trailer. This uh, is the second one. I might have. The he, first... he, li- he lives in that house made of snow. <laughs> I mean, that's what it looks like right now. <laughs> but Doctor Strange, Peter asked Doctor Strange to... Oh, they never forget his identity and everything. Yes, because Jake Gyllenhaal put him on Infowars at yes. the end of the last movie. That is what happened. Yes, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened, yeah. J. Jonah Jameson was there. Yeah, that, I can't wait that, to see I'm him in the new for. one. I am too. Oh, yeah, because you see him in the trailer with that big <clears throat> old mustache. Green meanie. <clears throat> I think Classic. the next... I think the Spider-Man might be one of the best ones yet. We don't, I love the original. We don't give a station though. ID to just anybody. So I, J. Jonah Jameson, I don't consider think, yourself lucky. Like I think it'll be good for Marvel standards, but I think it's going to be anywhere close to Spider-Man 2 or Spider-Verse for me personally. But I am very excited because just the prospect of seeing the Spider-Man I grew up with coming mm-hmm. back. And I was just saying, I, I'm sure you heard earlier that I think Sony might consider rebooting them somehow. In their own way. Yeah, I heard you talking about that. I'm not sure how they would do that. I think they could definitely do it with Andrew Garfield, but I'm not sure how interested each of them would be in it. Like, they could do, like, an old Spider-Man 
and then they could have a Miles Morales for Tobey Maguire or something. That'd be kind of cool. I'm not sure if Sony would stick the landing on it because they are not, they don't have a good track record of that. But what we'll to see? Hey, maybe it'll lead to some good video games. What was Toby's most recent role other than? He was in The Great Gatsby. That's he's a, in a TV was, show right now. That was 2013. Though. Yeah, he's had he had a few stuff in 2014, but other than that, he's been kind of uh, what, scant. Is that the word? His his appearances have been scant. Yes. He has not been scant. I wasn't saying he was. I was going to say okay. his acting roles were. What year did Brothers come out? Cause that's that was like 2009. Killer. No, that was 2009. That was a while ago. I don't know about oh 2009, but that was a while ago. I haven't seen that movie, but I want to see it. Cause that's 2009, Brothers. He's like, the, you know what I did? That one. And he, and then, yeah, because Jake Gyllenhaal cheats on his wife. Something like that. Jack's showing. Yeah, we're going to breaking. commercial here. Yeah, yeah, yeah the idea of uh, miming it is that you don't repeat it out loud. But yeah. with I didn't that, know what that, we are going to head to a quick break. <laughs> and when we return... Spider-Man chat shall continue, of course, but we've also got plenty of great stuff coming up on WEGL today, including Woodstock Hour, turn back the clock with some real deal classic rock. JP's going to tell you what he's got cooked up for you this afternoon, and uh, we got a lot more coming up as well, including potentially some words of the day. I know I got some, ready to spell some things out and get some definitions cooking, so don't want to miss that. Keep it right here on Weagle 91.1 FM, and if you have to leave us, thank you for joining us, but... You're sticking around. We do appreciate you. We'll be around till 10 a.m., so don't go anywhere. I want that log-crawling arachnid prosecuted. I want him strung up by his web. I want... Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WETL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, as always, Jack Hart, joined alongside my color man, Davis Carroll, and the always exciting and lovely DJP joining me in the studio today, as it is a Weagle Wednesday, and there's no better way to start a Weagle Wednesday than when a big W and a big W has walked in the studio with us this morning. J.P. Williams. Big dub. If Big. only I would have brought the dub cup with me. The dub mm. cup could have completed the look. I must it really would have. Are you hopping on the mic after the show today? Yes, sir, I am. I don't really have a lot of music queued up at the moment, but I'm probably just going to throw some 90s rock to start it off. Hall okay. of Mountain kind of King. Okay. There. <laughs> I think I, I was thinking about it on my way over here. I was like, what song can I start off with? And I'm thinking we might kick it off with a two-piece from Pearl Jam. Even flow yellow lead better maybe just okay. fill up okay. a whole twelve minutes with two songs. I think I think that would be a great start to your rock and roll morning. Oh yeah. All right, so stick around after the show for DJP on the mic, and I uh, hope you also enjoyed the secret nine a.m. song if you are listening on a radio or wigglefm.com. Um, with uh, yeah, that's the perks of listening live. I must say there 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 are a few of them. So with that, we will jump right back into the show. Uh, we were talking Spider-Man before the break. Uh, any any closing statements? What are you most excited about? I mean, we're a month away at this point, so it, it's well, all it's all hype. I want to say a thing about Tobey Maguire real quick, just oh? so everybody can know. Tobey Maguire has been getting some sparse work since 2009. He got Brothers, and then after that, he had Great Gatsby in 2013, and then he was kind of on and off 2013, 2014. He played Bobby Fischer in a movie called Pond Sacrifice, and then in 2017... He got his first role in three years, 
as adult Tim slash narrator in Boss Baby. <laughs> I told you he was in a movie with Alec Baldwin. That's pretty funny. I'm glad he That's survived. Pretty funny. And recently he's been in eight episodes of a show called Extrapolations that is not out yet, I believe, in a movie. He's going to be in a movie called Babylon next year. So, there you go. Directed by Damien Chazelle, the guy that directed La La Land. Maybe he'll find his way into uh, Ark in the Aardvark. Hmm, Maybe. Perhaps. All, All right, right, JP. What have you been listening to lately? What's, um, what's been uh, what's been cooking in your Spotify? I've been listening to mostly country music, like Sturgill Simpson, like always. Uh, one of my favorite bands, Night Moves, actually just released a new song last week. So I put that one on the Why So Serious show last night. Uh, I think it's just in my DJ's folder. I don't think it's in any of our main rotations yet, but I can talk to the root man about that. Yet. Um, I listened to 2014 Forest Hills Drives last week mm. for the first time in forever. Did it hold up? It's so good, dude. It's I forgot album. how great it is. That I've, I've been listening to some, uh, some Tame Paul a little bit recently. Just recently discovered Always On My Mind by Willie Nelson. I'd never heard it until recently. Always On My... That one? <clears throat> it's a good one. I can't believe you never heard that one. Yeah, I, I was really happy that I heard it for the first time. So last, this is like two Wednesdays ago, when we were talking to people on the concourse, I asked them on what they were listening to, and they said, always on my mind, but they said by Michael Buble. So I just assumed it was a Michael Buble song. When I look it up, I find out it's Willie Nelson, and I heard it, I was like, man, this is a good song. So Michael Buble kind of has the, he has like his, good he has good versions, but like, Pale in comparison. Everybody's like always like, oh, I'm listening to the Michael Bublé version. Like Moon Dance by Van Morrison. Good song. Van Morrison's version is a thousand times better than Michael Bublé's, but everybody listen to Michael Bublé's. I have a friend that does at least. Michael I don't know about everybody. <laughs> everybody. I've also been listening to a little Mike DeMarco, some bluegrass in there. I'm kind of all over the place. Any Zydeco? Uh, lame. Last night, well, my most recently listened to song, People Get Ready by Jeff Beck and Rod Stewart. It's a good one. Tonight, though, we're going to be doing all instrumentals on Woodstock. Get starting out of off, town. Starting off with Miserlou by okay. Dick Dale and the Deltones. All right. I'm it's really little, looking little, forward little to that. A little Tarantino action. Oh, yeah. I've got two songs in that same movie. I've got Bullwinkle Part 2 in there. Okay. I've got uh, Summer Madness by Cool and the Gang, which I found that one. I added it to my Spotify like songs on May 20th, 2020. So that was like right around the beginning of the COVID summer. I don't remember how I came across it. I don't remember. It might have been like in an Instagram reel because I know that it blew up on TikTok shortly after that. So it could have been in my reels. But that song is awesome. And Krungbin's actually got their own version of it that's really good too that they released in like October of last year. So there's your DJP blessing of the morning right there. Go listen to Summer Madness by either Krungbin or Cool and the Gang. Either way, you'll be satisfied if I had to guess. If not, tweet me, Instagram DM me, text me if you're not, and we'll we'll talk about it. Boom. <clears throat> now, when I think classic rock instrumentals, I think Jessica by the Allman Brothers. Yeah, I'm I'm playing Allman Brothers. I'm doing it in memory of Elizabeth Reed. What are you doing? Something you want to share with the <laughs> class, Davis? Just playing around over here. Yeah, evidently. Yeah, in memory of Elizabeth Reed, that's uh, Idle Wind South, 1970. I'm doing Frankenstein by the Edgar Winter Group, YYZ by Rush, 
That one's really good. That's oh, got like Rush. The, the breaking glass noise in the background. That's so cool. You want to borrow my Rush shirt? Neil Pert? <laughs> I think, didn't Neil Pert just pass away like a year ago or so? I'll look into it. I'm not entirely sure. Don't quote me on that. I got a buddy down home, uh, down south, back home. Yeah. Down south. Uh, I'm trying to look for my. Yes, Neil Pert right died in January. Sad. Mm. That is a shame. Ooh, I'm doing a Zeppelin song. I'm doing a Fleetwood Mac song that's an instrumental. I'm looking forward to that. That's Peter Green's Fleetwood Mac, the original Fleetwood Mac. Uh, I'm doing Eruption. I think Eruption's a great one for instrumentals. Yeah, yeah. Green Onions, which isn't really classic rock. It's more like a 60s soul groove, but Green Onions is iconic. I had to throw it in there. And then I got some more Jeff back to close it out. So it's going to be a good show. I'm really looking forward to this. But this afternoon, As always. This afternoon, let's see. I know Tom said he wasn't going to do his show, so I want to find a – we need to find somewhere to put Tom's music on the air because he does house music, mm-hmm. and okay. it's awesome. It, it's like one of my favorite new shows on Weagle. I love house music. Because I'll like come here after I get out of my 2 o'clock, and I'll like walk into Weagle, and I can hear just like just house music. Mm-hmm. Just, this place is bumping. So it's just a good feeling to come to Weagle, and it's bumping. But he's not doing a show – uh, I th- I'm not sure if Aaron's doing her show or not. Jalen confirmed. I'll be doing my show. So six to like nine o'clock. Six tonight. to nine. You got Happy Days with Jay Woodstock Hour, Cheetah Print, three of our best se- senior shows. Oh yeah, it's going down tonight. You're gonna want to take a seat. You're gonna get your popcorn. Getting your getting your big chair as JP. <laughs> oh dude, say. I I miss having the big chair in my old apartment. Get some chicken wings. Just enjoy the night. Is it a big chair? Or a little person. What? That- that that picture of Hillman in the big chair. Oh like yeah, the, the big inflatable chair. That is hilarious. Celebrity in Jacob Hillman. Baboom. Friend of the show, Jacob Hillman. Friend of the show. One of the hardest workers in Weagle, if not the hardest. Always working. Just kidding. Nah, I'm, I'm just messing around. We got some hard workers in this organization. We got some. We got some. That's what. Busy that's what. Bees. That's what makes the uh, the the clocks tick around here. We got hard workers. Mm-hmm. Got people running on treadmills to keep the power on. It's Perhaps. true. It's true. It's true. Sorry. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> um, I've got like a few things we can kind of go over. One thing I want to talk about before we go into the break, because I heard y'all talking about it earlier, was Steph Curry. Uh-huh. Steph Curry, like, didn't he just start wearing contacts like a year ago or something? Do you uh, remember hearing about that? I don't remember that. I remember seeing I remember James Winston did that. About Steph Curry – Finally putting in contacts. Do you think he would have been better before? And, like, he would have been – I mean, we already know he's the greatest three-point shooter of all time. Sorry, Larry Bird. I, I know I've got a lot of respect for you, but it's it's Steph time. It's Chef Curry time. And I just wonder how good he would have been if he would have started wearing contacts before, if he would have kept aging like fine wine. I don't really know. I feel like his trajectory would be pretty much like the same. It looks like he started wearing the contacts in April of 2019. Yeah, I feel okay. like it'd be pretty much the same overall. I, I bet his eyes were pretty. I, I doubt he was like blind playing. Mm-hmm. He was like uh like Ricky from Major League, the the pitcher. Yeah, he just needed glasses. That's true. So, what do y'all think? Though, do you think the 2015 2016 version was better when he went back to back for MVP, or do you think the Steph we know now? I think the Steph back then still unbeatable, but I mean, like, I'm open to seeing that this one now could be his. He could still be in his prime. I'm open to it, but that 2015 2016 Steph was unreal. Oh yeah, that was a really fun 
like two years to watch. That was when I first started getting into basketball. And I remember the like one of the first NBA games I watched was a playoff game during my freshman year. So that would have been, I guess, 2015. Because I kind of loosely watched basketball before that. And like I was kind of a Steph Curry fan. And then I realized that I can't be a bandwagon Warriors fan. So mm-hmm. I became more of a Damian Lillard fan. And then Chris Stapps got drafted, which made me a Knicks fan, which I still am today. And I'm hoping that they're going to keep improving I think I think they got potential, but they're not championship worthy. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't see them winning the chip. The Bulls, though, I want to see the Bulls make a, a playoff run. I don't want to see them get swept in the first round. That would really, really be kind of disappointing. But I think that they'll make the playoffs. I think both teams will. It'd be fun. Beast of the East return. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. All right, with that... We're going to do a quick break. When we return, the minimalism logo scourge claims another victim. Papa John. Papa John. Papa John's. Has been uh has been outed as uh having a having, having a new logo. So, we will dissect that and a whole lot more on the other side of a break. We still got words of the day to get to and a lot of fun still to be had on Compact Discourse. So, keep that dial right here on 91.1 FM. We got weather and more coming up on the other side of a break, so don't go anywhere. 91.1 FM and WeagleFM.com. We'll be hanging out till 10 a.m., so don't go anywhere. I got it. That's the guy from Big. Tom Hanks. That's it. Ah, oh, funny guy, Tom Hanks. Everything he says is a stitch. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. Thank you for joining us on a Wednesday morning, a Weagle Wednesday, if you will. Plenty of excitement coming up for the rest of the show and for the rest of the day here on Weagle. Uh, we're going to hit your weather report three minutes past the bottom of the hour here in Auburn, Alabama, on the extreme edge of this central time zone. 65 degrees and sunny is your current weather report far here on the plains. High of 73, low of 49. Clear skies today. Morning temp getting up to 67. That sun will keep warming things up to 70 degrees this afternoon. Your evening temp will be 56. It'll cool all the way down to 51 and then later to 49 tonight. So plan accordingly if you're engaging in any late night activities. Sun is going to set at 4.39 p.m. So it's going to get pretty dark pretty soon if you uh, are planning anything after supper tonight, or even before supper. I mean, 4.30, that's pretty early. All right, uh, humidity 72%. Visibility is back up to 10 miles, so you can see for quite some time out there if you're standing on top of the Haley Center or any other tall building here in Lee County. we also got the moon, very close to a full moon, so for all the lycanthropes out there, exciting times to be, uh, to be alive. All right, uh, you got moving ahead to our week ahead. High of 75 tomorrow, and I think that might just be our final high above 70 for the year, believe it or not, as things are getting real chilly moving into the final month of the year. Taking a quick look at the uh, rest of November's forecast, we're looking at a high of 75 on Thursday, cooling off this weekend, high of 64, 63, 68, and 61, respectively, Friday through Monday. Might even get below freezing on Monday as we have some AM showers to cool things off. 
And then if you're keeping it here on the plains for Thanksgiving, fret not. It will be a beautiful day, high of 64, low of 43, partly cloudy, and winds light and variable next Thursday. So Thanksgiving fast approaching. So hope you are planning accordingly, spending some time with friends and family. It's much needed after a year off last year, I would say. I agree. I 100% uh, agree. Yeah, that's going to do it for your War Eagle weather update. Keep it right here on WEGL for the rest of the day for hourly updates on your weather. And with that, we will jump right back into the show. JP, Papa John's. Yeah, the Papa John's minimalist logo. I saw Papa John himself post about that, and I I was like, wait, what is going on? They took pizza out of the Papa John's logo. It's just Papa John's. It's no longer Papa John's pizza. So Domino's did the same thing back when they rebranded. They were like, we're more than pizza. I'm like, okay, Domino's. If, Ain't nobody going to Domino's for those silly sandwiches they got. They're going for the pizza. Mm-hmm. Don't Domino's, they have pasta too, don't they? Domino's pizza. They have pasta and like their pasta's okay. I've like had a weird foil dish. Yeah, it's okay. I've it's had like, it. It's like a church luncheon. <laughs> I know exactly what you. You mean know the one. Too. It's like the Tetrazzini. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know the one. So uh, another victim of the minimalist logo trend. And have you seen the new stores? Like the 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 cubes they've been. Uh, the mock-up of the new logo in I've like seen the part of the rebrand potential ones, but I haven't actually seen one. In I don't person. know if any I've have been built yet. Of an but actual one yet. I've seen this weird like Gary's mod one they have on the website. <laughs> I wonder how Shaq is going to get involved with this because Shaq is a big Papa John's guy. He owns a lot of Papa John's. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my roommates last year used to work at Papa John's in high school, and like in the training videos, like Shaq would be a part of the training videos for all the employees. I thought that was hilarious to think of Shrek giving Shrek, <laughs> Shaq giving like training exercises, whatever. Still got some more bullets to go through this morning. If you do. I'm gonna do my best to get the new Papa John's logo on the live stream. If you want to kill some time, All let's right. hear it. You let's want me to go into some philosophy and some phenomenology? Yeah, hit some philosophy. I'll hear. I'm, I'm here I can, with you. I can rotate. Okay. I still got my mic in front of me. You're just looking so, at the side of my head now. So I've been like studying a little bit of phenomenology, which is really like studying uh, the human experience and all of its individual and uniqueness, I guess. And I've been trying to coin this term that I've I've kind of like experienced this feeling, emotion, state of being, and I'm calling it the euphoria of being. Mm-hmm. Which kind of Davis is kind of cracking a little bit of a smile on his face. I want to I want to hear right. more about what you so got. Let me let me write it down because this to me is like that feeling of whenever you get super comfortable to the point where like if you ever laying on the couch, laying on whatever after a long day, and you just get so comfortable that you kind of get this weird like little tingle in your hands and feet, fingers and toes, to where you are just so I guess at peace in the moment, both mentally and physically, that you are just unbothered are you looking up the like legitimate term i'll see if there was one i don't think there 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 probably is is one but in in the jp book of definitions i'm calling it the euphoria of being and we talked about this a little bit last night on the why so serious show i think it sounds cool when i say it like that but i wrote about this this is at one o'clock in the morning tuesday so this is like yesterday like Mm -hmm. going into tuesday after a long monday and i had a pretty good monday and like i'm laying in bed i'm like man i just i'm just kind of enjoying myself I'm just kind of, I'm big chilling right now. I'm happy. Because a question I ask myself a lot, and I'm not sure if y'all ever ask yourself, but it comes from this one Night Moves song. And, like, they just kind of say it in the song. It's like, are you satisfied? 
it's like I'm always looking for something to satisfy just like my life in general because I don't know. I feel like that's kind of like one of the meanings of existing is to satisfy yourself and satisfy enjoy yourself living. and fight complacency. I think is a big JP, thing. JP, you'd be a good Buddhist. <laughs> I'm not. I don't mean that. I don't even mean that in a bad way. I mean, like, I think you'd be a good Buddhist. Maybe. I don't really know enough about the religion. But... They're all about reaching nirvana, which is like the ultimate satisfaction, the ultimate peace. Yeah. All right, not to break up the philosophy chat, but I am pretty proud yeah. of myself. I did get the Papa John's logo to take up the fourth <laughs> box here on our live stream. So. If you are not watching on YouTube, I mean, what are you even doing? Come on over to WEGL 91.1 on YouTube um, where you can see the new Papa John's logo as, as our fourth host today. What Boom. up, Papa John? Dude, what if we got Papa John to call in? Oh, man, that, that's a pretty easy get, I would think. I think I feel he's like not he, busy. I feel like his track record on phones isn't amazing. <laughs> saying. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> No comment. No comment. No no more. I'm not going to extrapolate anymore after that. How, how many pizzas do you think he'd say he ate if we got him to call in? I think if, I we, think if actually, we told him we ate 30 pizzas in 40 days, he would he would be willing to to come on and discuss I, that with us. I think he'd like I think he'd laugh at that. I don't think he'd get mad. Do you think there's a, is there ever been an official answer to what the day of reckoning was? No, but dude, I still have the meme saved in my phone cuz what was it like January 3rd of 2020, whenever people were talking about World War III. And there was, like, the video of Papa John in the background. He's just laughing. Like, the day of reckoning will come, and it's like terrorist attacks in Iran. (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God. Good grief. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Well, now that I have this ability, I might just have to do some other stuff on the screen. I'm pretty impressed with how fast you were able to do it. You could put your uh, epistemological talk, if you will. I don't know. I just, I mean, it's not like it's like it's an unfamiliar feeling, but I've never been in a situation where I've felt like writing about it. And November, <laughs> I'm looking at what's on the computer right now. I wish now. you wouldn't. <laughs> November is a uh, time of reflection. Yeah, self-improvement November. I've been writing a lot more. I've just kind of, whenever I have thoughts, I'll like take the initiative to write it down. And I that's think good. that's good. That's really added a lot to just my satisfaction with the life that I live right now. I've been reading a lot more. I've uh, actually really been attempting to read No Country for Old Men. I've still got a good ways left to go. But I just purchased a copy of Dune. I watched Dune over the weekend, so I'm looking forward to reading about Dune. Uh, Paul Atreides. Would you consider yourself a Duniac? Not yet. Not oh, yet. Not yet. Not yet. He doesn't wear the he doesn't wear the Dune shirt as an undershirt for flag football. You're not a Duniac. Who was doing that? Oh, uh, you were? I do that. Where did you get the Dune shirt? Thrifted? Or did you buy it? We uh, we got it for free. It's a bit of a sore subject. We got it for, we, when we were going to the, what game was that? That was the Georgia game. Georgia game. We were going to the Georgia game. We were passing the Nickel Center, and there was a Dune <laughs> tent there. With sand, were, sandworm donuts? Yeah. And they had a cutout of Paul Atreides, Timothy Chalamet. We got some free shirts. Me and Chris did. Jack, did Did you? No, they didn't have my, my uh, size. Uh, sizes, <laughs> but we, uh, there's Jack. You can you can readily see the Jack and Chris photo with Paul Trades, but there is a lost to time where I am in it as well. That the the Dune lady is like, oh, I'll take y'all's picture, and she took it on her phone, and it's I don't know I don't know what she's doing with it. Like the selfie with me at that guy at Alex's tailgate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But where is that? Photo? Oh yeah, yeah. Bobby Bobby Valentine, if you're listening, <laughs> you want to see that picture. 
Was that his actual name? It, yeah. was, it was. His last name was definitely Valentine. But <laughs> you know, I think it is Bobby. Because every time you, every time I try to remember it, I come up with some silly name. That was when the spinning yarn thing came about. That's when we finally started realizing. When we were stealing food, and then he was like, get "Who, your, who get, y'all know here? Get your oh, knitting needles out. Yeah, yeah. Get your knitting needles out." I actually, I spun a good yarn yesterday. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, good, do, do tell. So in my public relations class, I'm taking an intro course, and we were in a group of five people, and we were talking about nonprofit PR, and I got to go last in our presentation. And it's like one of our, uh, one of the students in our group, I don't think she was super comfortable with uh, presenting in front of like a whole class. So hers kind of was over with pretty quickly. Uh, we have one guy, he did pretty well. I, I mean, <clears throat> everyone did pretty well, but the presentation was supposed to be 10 minutes long. And <clears throat> we were only about six minutes into the presentation by the time I got up on the podium. And I managed to just spin out four minutes it was supposed to be a two-minute uh, presentation on my two slides, but I managed to pull my weight and go all four minutes, whatever, because we were talking about nonprofits, and, like, my mom used to volunteer with some stuff back home, and I was just able to just kind of go through the whole thing, throw an anecdote in there, some stories, all that, and, like, by the time we finished, like, the clock hit, like, 10.01, so... Perfect timing. I'm glad to know that I've still got hey, it. <laughs> I mean, say what you will, but stalling is a very effective real-world tactic that college can teach you. I agree. I'm not the best at stalling because I get I get caught up on thinking about how I have to stall. You, and then and you think I'm stalling? Is Sein- that a Seinfeld? It's reference? from the SpongeBob movie. Believe oh, it or not, my, ah. pretty, pretty advanced humor for such a, a childish movie. But when I try to stall, I end up just tripping over it. You know, you know how I get when I try to talk. I know how you get. And then professional talker Davis Carroll. I'll start. I'll start stumbling. I can't. I won't be able to. My mind will go blank. I won't be able to think of a topic to stall about. Sometimes there there are the few times where I am able to stall, but other times my mind just goes blank, and I'm just like, uh, well, you know, uh, 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 yep, yeah, and well, yep. Yeah. Hey, I know what you mean. You free tonight? Are See, you free tonight. Perfect example. Some sometimes sometimes there's good there's good. Well, you know, you take the good with the bad. Well, give up on that one. All right, we got to hit a break. When we return, (laughs) more exciting compact discourse as we hang out with you for another 15 minutes here on the Big 91 Superstation for over 50 years now at this point. If you got something to say, we'd love to hear from you at 334-844-9345. WEGL on your touchtone keypad. We'll be right back, hanging out with you until 10 a.m. Don't go anywhere. Sorry, I forgot about you, Tobor. Are you kidding? You just saved me. I'm free. Hey, good morning, Auburn, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jack Carr, joined alongside DJP and Davis Carroll, coming at you live from the Harold Belton Student Center here on the campus of Auburn University, where it is a beautiful autumn day outside. Hope you're enjoying your week. Hope you're enjoying your little final week before Thanksgiving break. Able to go see your friends, folks. Happy holidays to you and yours out there as we get excited to you have a real Thanksgiving again after taking a year off last year. I'm y- you heard? To it. I am so excited to see like the whole family because there's a lot of you know what they of... say. Don't know what you got till it's gone. Mm-hmm. 
Put up a parking lot. That's it. That's it. I don't, I don't know the rest, but I know this they say that. This guy gets it. <laughs> Counting Crows moment. I think someone else wrote that song before. But yeah. You know, a taxi. I don't remember who it was, but it was a it was a lady, I believe. My uh my grandma is turning eighty this year. Whoa! So eight, I'm oh, really looking so forward. So eighty to years that. young. Eighty years young, man. She's still. Eight. I cannot wait to have some of her mac and cheese. Oh, just Ooh. whatever she brings to the to the is function. It, she got man. the the crunchy edges. Oh yeah, Ooh. dude. No one makes mac and cheese quite like her. Does she and, use macaroni? I, I mean. No, look, 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 because my my grandma makes mac and cheese. That's that's gonna be a bit right listen. there. <laughs> just, um, listen, listen, does she listen. Use macaroni. <laughs> my grandma makes mac and cheese, but she doesn't use macaroni. What does she use? She uses like spaghetti noodles. It's actually oh, really good. Oh, no, nah, yeah. So I guess is... it's not mac and cheese at that point. It's well, yeah, yeah. spaghetti and idea. cheese. I mean, I don't know. We're talking to the guy who who once asked for cheese on his quesadilla. So. I didn't We're ask talking... for it. I was, uh, you know, I was just had a dumb moment. I went, does that come with cheese? And I went, it's a quesadilla. I went, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Where was this? It was at Sauceritas. Uh, for the record, I did realize, like, right when he started to say it, I was like, wait, I know. And he's like, it comes with it's, it comes with cheese. It comes with egg roll? It comes I, with I've, egg roll. Salsarita, I've been at my lowest points at Salsarita, so it's okay. I, Dude, I want to go get some uh, Tex-Mex tomorrow night. What's what's a good one? I always Three Amigos just Mama. popped up. We got a game tomorrow. <clears throat> Where's one that Jack. I can go and sit down at? Three Amigos just opened up by next to Zoners. Perhaps. Oh, it sure did. Is it good? Perha- well, it's brand yet? new. It's got know. skeletons as its logo. I'm pretty excited. Maybe after Ooh. the maybe after the big W tomorrow night, we can uh, get some get some queso. Where where can I like park though? Because that's one of the I difficult mean, situations behind, right there. Behind, yeah. behind. I hope. I hope so. Or you can park on the you can park on the street on Thomas Street if it's by Zoners. Or you can park in that little parking lot to the left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By I the might bank. do that then. Might have to. Cause I am trying to get me some Tex-Mex before I go back home. Is it Wright Street? We I got uh, we got this one place back home called Don Carlos. That's where me and my buddy Chris always go when we're down down there. Okay, it's good, okay. man. I'm I'm excited to see my my friend Chris too, cause that's like one of my childhood friends growing up. And you know, I don't know if I've mentioned it, but I'm thinking about potentially moving down there post grad for just a little while. Back just down to Mob Town. Get all your ducks in a row. One. Get all my ducks in a row. Go really get to be with my family for a few more years till I kind of have to take Enjoy flight. the big chair a little longer. Oh, I got to. Will they big chair a little well, person? Will they push you out the nest? If I, well, I mean, I'm probably going to get my own place after I graduate within like a few months. Yep. I'm going to stay at home for a little while just so I'm not like floating through the void, whatever. But I, I'm really looking forward to going back because a lot of my cousins are having like kids now that I haven't really seen or gotten to hang out with, and you know I'm not the biggest like fan of children, but I gotta <laughs> at least like hang out with them just to. I mean, yeah. I can't be closed minded. I'm right there with you. Right there with life. you, Albert. You don't like children? You don't like not like really? What? I I've just not had the best experiences with kids growing up. So like, I mean, that's just my personal experience. JP, if you don't mind me asking, yeah, sorry, I just want to get back to this. Mm-hmm. So your grandma that makes the mac and cheese, what would what would you call her? How do you nanny. address her? Nanny? Yeah, nanny. nanny. Nanny's mac and cheese. What do you call yeah. your grandma, Jack? Um, I refer to one of my grandmothers as Kay, because mm-hmm. her name's Karen, Grandma Kay. And I refer to the other one as Grandmommy. How do you like that? Grandmommy or Grandma? Mommy with an O. Okay. Baboon. It's a bit of a it's a subversion of the uh of the traditional grandma. One of my other, convention. my other grandma, she's Grandy. So we got Grandy and Nanny. Nanny. We have to call her <laughs> Nanny. 
I can't wait to hang out with her. It's going to be fun. And seeing, like, some of my cousins that I haven't seen in a while. Because there's, like, this one cousin who's, like, just like me. But he's, like, uh, like a little bit older. He's, like, maybe 27, 28 now. But it's it's pretty much what I'm going to look like at that age. If my metabolism slows down and I start losing my hair, it's going to be <laughs> when I start going downhill. It's curtains for old JP. When, <laughs> when my stock starts trending down more than it already is. You better sell high. Or sell high. Yeah, sell high. You got any words, JP? Um, I, I really... Indubitably. I've got a couple. Um, I haven't like had a lot recently in the past couple days, but you know I haven't been on this show in like two weeks. Um, We've missed you. Harang is one, a long and drawn out aggressive speech, somewhat relates to the word polemic. I think I mentioned troglodyte last time. Yeah, I was you on did. The air. Yes, you did. Um, smorgasbord. Mm, I never knew what that uh, know what that was until I saw that commercial with what is it, the Bears or whatever. I I can't think of what that commercial is, but it's they talk about a smorgasbord, and that's like a buffet style meal that offers a variety of hot and cold meats. Salads and hors d'oeuvres. Mm. Francais. Um, another one, inauspicious, something that's unpromising, unfavorable, unfortunate, bleak, or inopportune. That's inauspicious. Androgynous. I, I heard that in a Dave Chappelle skit where he's talking about uh, Prince. Like, androgynous is someone who's like, they appear to be like partly male, partly female. Mm-hmm. I think that's like the politically correct word. Either that or I'm about you to better get hope canceled. so. I, I really hope it is. It sounds like a good word. Um, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this one. Eponym, like eponymous, like an oh, album that's yeah. like a self-title. I just think it's a better vocab word for me. When I I'm learned that word a few weeks ago. Album. Who taught you that word, Davis? Jack did. Oh, I was writing. Mm. What was I writing about Scooby Doo? Oh yeah, I was writing about Scooby Doo, and I was gonna use the word titular because I mean, like, I, I was like, oh yeah, title. Scooby Doo's titular. It is titular, but I was gonna—I was talking about the titular track of an album, or the eponymous track of an album. I use the word titular, yeah. and I was like, "Jack, does this sound right?" Because I was like, "This doesn't seem right." He's like, "That's not the right word. It's eponymous." Boom. And the last one I have, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing this one correctly, because I wrote this down like a week or so ago. It's uh, comes from Seinfeld season four episode eight. Oh. Kibosh or kibosh? oh the kibosh. Yeah, kibosh. <laughs> He's gonna put a is. kibosh on me. Yeah, 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 yeah that's what it is. Give it to Seinfeld to teach you some new words. Dude, I love watching that show. We were having Seinfeld chat with my dad at the tailgate. It was awesome. Oh, my. Because that's like his favorite show. Is he a George? Um, I don't really know. I'd say he's more of a George. I'm kind of a George type of character. I'm not really a Jerry. I, I try and Newman. I love like trying to come up with some type of like stand-up bits, but I just <laughs> can't do it, man. I, I'm not. I can't. Not there. Not yet, at least. You just gotta, you gotta hone the craft. Comedy's difficult, dude. I'm it very is. impressed with the fact that comedians can like really put together like an hour long. You gotta have your audience on a string for like sixty uninterrupted minutes. Mm-hmm. Pretty difficult. And there are some things, of course, where you'll lose them. But like some of my favorite stand-up acts is Donald Glover's. I think it's called Weirdo. It's a good one. Is that what it's called, Weirdo? Uh, I'm not entirely sure. I haven't watched it in years. Rogan's got some funny ones. Sorry, Joe Rogan fan here. My bad. My Ooh, bad. Get hey. out. Get out. <laughs> I mean, Dave Chappelle's funny. He's kind of got some stuff that's very non-PC, especially nowadays. Um, I've seen a couple Eddie Murphy jokes, which I've always are also liked, really. I've always liked Chris Rock. 
Chris Rock is hilarious. Another Chris that's funny, Chris Tucker. Yeah. In Rush Hour. Bro, the Rush Hour movies. Friday. Chris Tucker. Crazy Jesus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Money Talks. He's with in Money Sheen. Talks. That's a good one. I haven't one. seen that one. One of the most underrated films of all time. That's good. Very, very. They blow up LA, the LA stadium. But, dude, Rush I like Hour. I think Rush Hour 3 was one of the first movies I ever saw in theater. That I saw with my friend Chris, the one from Don Carlos. Boom. So, we're going to hit Full up circle. Don Carlos when we go home. Absolutely. I remember watching Rush Hour 3 on HBO Max when it first came out, or whenever I first like started like looking at HBO Max, because I use HBO Max a lot. It's got some of my favorite programs on there. That's how I watch Dune. <laughs> Jack's laughing at me saying programs. I'm like an old person. What's in the program today? Sorry, your, my laugh caught me like in a cough, and it just it spiraled. I Hep, lo- Hepcat calls it. his show program. My grandma calls uh, The Wheel a program. Anything on TV. The Feud and The, the wheel. wheel. Oh, yeah. She loves watching those, man. The Jep or D? Just flag. Oh, flag no. on no. the flag. <laughs> Not a good one. Encroachment. I got two words that we can get out of here. I got uh, two words I've, I've learned uh, in my book. Hit me with First it. one is fuselage. Ooh. Mm. Not fuselage. No, not fuselage on an airplane. Fuselage. I believe it's French. Would you like to try to spell it, JP? Nope. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. F-U-S-E-L-A-D-E? No, sir. Oh. No, sir. Uh, fuselage is a number of shots fired simultaneously or in rapid succession. So uh, if you were put in front of a firing squad, you would receive a fusillade. Or the seven-gun salute. Perfect. Or the 21-gun salute, I mean. That's right, yes. That would be a fusillade. Um, so that's something I recently learned. All right, here's, here's a crazy one. What's the context behind that one? Um, I just think it's French. Uh, like a fusilier would be a soldier in, the, in Napoleon's army. Well, like where'd you hear it? Like, oh, it, it was in my book about uh, the, Puerto Rican re- uh, the Philippine revolutions. Boom. That sounds interesting. Is that your book of the month? That is my book of the month, and we talked about that on Recca Monday yesterday. So uh, tune in next. On Tuesday. On Tuesday, because we didn't have a show on Monday. Yeah, I was going to say, hold up, hold up. Recca Monday, Tuesday edition. All right, and then my other word for you biblical scholars out there, you might know this one, but uh, sepulcher? Ooh, mm. Skyrim word. What do you know about sepulcher? The Twilight Sepulcher is where uh, I, I don't want to nerd out real quick yeah. I want to uh, I've, lost, actual I've lost this show a few times to Skyrim chat I won't <laughs> let it happen again uh, yeah I'm not gonna let it happen um, it is a place of burial or a tomb it's also a receptacle for religious relics especially in an altar yeah also known as a tabernacle or the well of souls for the Raiders of the Lost Ark fans that's true yeah, they're I, digging in the wrong place. I saw a, uh, I saw something on Instagram. It was one of those movie accounts about Raiders of the Lost Ark. Whenever he just, he's about to have a sword fight with that guy, and then he just shoots him. Yeah. Apparently, the reason for that was because Harrison Ford was like sick that day. So they're <laughs> like, we're just gonna, we're just gonna sub this in. So he's just gonna shoot him. Instead. You never heard that fact before? <laughs> no. I'll, I'll let you live funny. in peace then. What is there something more? That's like the most well-known Indiana Jones fact there is. Oh well, I I don't watch I, Indiana Jones. It's okay. Jones. It's okay. That's like the if you raise the Magic Kingdom castle one inch higher, it hit a plane or whatever. That's right. Seriously, yep, perfect. Perfect. No, they have to they have to put a red light on it. They it was a, if it was a foot higher. That's actually pretty cool. I like that. Dave, another hey, fun fact. You learn something you new every day, or you should try to. And that's my challenge for you today. Go out there. If you knew everything that we talked about on the show today, then congratulations. But I challenge you to go out and learn something else. Because every day is another opportunity to learn. So go take advantage of it. Every day is a gift. That's why they call it the present. Right, JP? Oh, yeah. Go 1-0. One 1-0 and oh. well, one and oh today. Way to end it. Yes, sir. All right. And with that, we're going to get out of here for today. Time to hit the red button.
Where is it? Time for DJP on the mic. DJP is coming up on the mic in just a minute. Thank you so much for listening to another exciting episode of Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. However you join us today, whether that be from your terrestrial radio antenna, from WeagleFM.com or by listening to our podcast. We'd like to remind you that all of our previous episodes are available as a podcast. Absolutely PSA break free wherever podcasts are heard. Just search for Compact Discourse. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at CDiscAU. That's at C-D-I-C-A-U. For links to the podcast, information about the show, and important updates, you can also tweet at us to get your opinion on the show and join the conversation on Auburn's only student-run drive-time morning show. You might also want to go ahead and follow WEGL on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at WEGL underscore AU. That's Weagle underscore AU. Our dedicated team of marketing professionals is working tirelessly to provide you with high-quality content for fans of the station. And with that, for Jack Hard, Davis Carroll, and DJP, this has been another exciting episode of Compact Discourse. We wish you a great rest of your Wednesday. We will talk at you tomorrow for the week's finale of Compact Discourse tomorrow at 8 a.m. on Thursday. This is Jack Hart signing off. As always, go 1-0. Try to learn something today. War Eagle, and we will talk at you tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. for a, the Thanksgiving special, I guess, of Compact Discourse. See you then. I'm trying to see a colorful bird.